from Indianapolis at the NFL Combine. It's the Train with the Best podcast. We have moved studios, Chris. We That's are right. now in the Michael Johnson performance the suite. Swanky. Yes. Michael Johnson. Very, very nice. Suite. We might just have to pull out the gimbal and uh, yeah, do a little yeah. Cribs episode here, <laughs> uh, here at the MJP suite. Uh, and we are joined by the director of performance at Michael Johnson Performance, and that is Brian McCall. Brian, welcome to the Train with the Best podcast. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, so let's get into a little bit of your background before we get into what you guys do. You guys have a ton of players here uh, at the Combine. I know you got a half an eye on this TV over here. As you got some guys running this morning. Uh, we got an eye on it too. But uh, what, what's kind of your background athletically, and how did you get into performance coaching? Yeah, I started out as a football player um, high school. I got injured in high school. I had a total knee reconstruction. So wow. that kind of – I look back at those days, and that was like the trigger for me to get into sports performance and, yeah. and physical therapy and rehab and stuff like that. I didn't want that to happen to somebody else. So right. I started my career in 1999. So I'm 20 years in. Um, wow. Was at the strength conditioning level at SMU in Florida State. Um, got into the private sector and been there ever since. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so many people get into the field because of an injury, yeah. right? You learn more about how the body actually works. That's and right. And you start to get really passionate about it. Yeah. So it's really interesting to see another person coming into the field off of an ACL tear or you know, a, a full knee repair or something like that. Yeah, for sure. I know. That's how Yo got into it. Yep. Um, our yeah. good friend Yo Murphy down at Aspie, okay. his NFL career ended because yep. of an injury. And he's like, I don't want this to happen to That's anybody right. else. Um, so you knew pretty young. Does it, so did you wind up studying this in school and, and going the, the whole route in terms of that? Yeah, I did. You know, you're always trying to find out the questions why. You know, why did this happen? And so you start to dig a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper. You become a little more of an expert, master mm -hmm. the concepts, and then you apply it to other people. And so I, I did a lot of study on that, on both of them, the exercise science piece of it and the sports medicine piece. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so cool. you have a rehab background as well? Well, I've worked with the rehab specialists. Okay. And so when they're coming off of rehab, they send them to me as the bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, to work at Michael Johnson's performance, I'm going to guess at some point you had your paths crossed with Michael Johnson. So how, sure. did, you, how did you wind up uh, down in Texas, and, and what was it like meeting Michael for the first time? Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, what you notice about MJ is that his mindset's a little bit different than most people. I mean, he uh, he never got a silver medal. It's only golds. Right. And that's really not enough for him. He wants to break world records. Right. And so that's the kind of standard that he holds us accountable to. And so we just pass that along to the athletes. And so it's, it's, a, it's a facility of excellence. And so it's been great. It's been great to be able to learn from someone with that type of mindset in my career. How did you come across him and tell us the story of the first time you met him? Uh, well, it was actually from the director of performance, uh, Lance Walker. And okay. so he's Michael's business partner. Gotcha. And so we've gone back and forth for about five, six years before I started at MJP. Um, and he introduced me directly to Michael. Uh -huh. And so and just talking to him and working with him, I was like, man, this is the place I have to be. You yeah. He's just a great guy. Yeah. I love that. We don't, yeah. we don't. We don't even accept silver medals. Here, right, right, yeah. And even gold medals is not enough. It's, it's got to be a world, world record. Records, yeah. yeah, it's got to be the yeah. best ever. So you start in the performance space. How long have you been doing specifically the NFL Combine versus everything else yeah. you guys do This there? is my fifth year. And so started with MJP uh, doing the NFL Combine stuff. And fifth year, five years in, man, it's been awesome. Yeah, so this is your fifth time in Indy? This is my fifth time yeah. in Indy, yeah. Yeah, what's the, what's the veteran move now? What's the, what's the things that you do now? That you never did like in year one and what are the things that you do in year one that yeah. you're not going to do ever yeah again? i've learned to relax like, yeah. it's a long day like you don't know, so get up here and they just start running there's right. a four-day process to yep. this thing so just relax you know it's like hurry up and wait type philosophy right because they're not going to be here all day they're going to be doing their on-field stuff they're doing medical they're doing a lot of stuff and then all of a sudden the rush comes yeah you got 18 guys in your suite and you got to roll so yep and it's late you know you never really know 11 30 12 o'clock they yep. get back so yeah it's, it's all over the place it's definitely late yeah. nights yeah, yeah. I remember my first year here. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I don't think I'm going to make it." Yeah. Year two, I got a little bit better. Right. Year three, this is this is my this is my third year here. Yep. So 
I'm a little bit I'm a little bit more accustomed to it. Been feeling under the weather a little bit, but you know, definitely like there's 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 things that I know I can duck out of. I don't really need to be here. That's exactly time, right. You know? That's so, right. I think if I was doing combine prep or doing this stuff in your position, I'd just be like, hey guys, just get a lot of sleep and you'll be good. And I then, mean, honestly, yeah. that's really what they need. You yeah, know, right. they need it, but also then you become a lot less busy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Just exactly. sleep. It's the best yeah. recovery you can yeah. get. Yeah, we've done a lot of stuff trying to get them to relax. Yeah, you know, yeah. this is a very stressful moment. Physical For stress, sure. mental stress. You got interviews, new environment, new stimuluses. You've never done this before. Right. Relaxation is pretty good, you know. And so we're trying to help these guys get to relax and get to sleep yep and you got that set up here you got the power plates you got the norma techs yeah what else you got you got the game ready over here so this yeah. is where yeah. you guys will come in and do some recovery or just yes yeah we'll, kind of help them some tone down some sports medicine so we got our plants upstairs okay um, can rub down do some grasting some myofascial release type stuff some stretching active stretching um, but then everything else is geared towards relaxation you know, get you into the anti-gravity chairs, got the game ready, the contrast, hot and cold. Oh, wow. Um, upstairs, we also have another device called Huso. Um, sends sound waves throughout the body with some binaural beats to help the body get into a parasympathetic nervous system reaction um, so you can relax. And so everything's about just calm down, just relax. Yeah. We just good. elevated real quick to parasympathetic yeah. nervous yeah. reactions Yeah, from, from sleep to that. We got there. Like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and it rolls right off the tongue for you. Not so much for me. I hope I didn't just screw that up. Oh, yeah. Um, Tell, take us through your process over the course of end of college season. Yeah. You guys, obviously, I'm sure, just like every other facility, you're recruiting throughout the college mm -hmm. season. Mm -hmm. So you get your guys in. Let's start the point there. Mm -hmm. They're in your building. Yeah. How are you building up over the course of the month and a half or so until you get to Indy? Yeah, it's usually three-week chunks. And so we got nine weeks with them. The first one's basically an adaptation phase. They're coming off. They're beat up. You right. know, everyone's got an injury. And so we're trying to restore the body at that point, reset everything. So it's a lot of sports medicine, and it's a lot of technical acquisition for us too. We're trying to install some of the foundations of the five ten five and the forty start, and how to jump and how to lift. And so we do that the first three weeks. Mm -hmm. um, the second three weeks is a little bit more intensive. It's, mm -hmm. it's really more power based um, with a, a good strength foundation. And then the last three weeks, we want to try to convert that to speed. Right. So everything is unloaded. It's very fast. It's quick. You should start to get your, your legs back and also get your confidence back, too. Right. Um, guys are because we we monitor every single week. And so they want the time to be better every single time. Right. I so how do, how do you how do you monitor that? Because you want to monitor it every single week, but you actually give them the times because sometimes they'll look at it, especially during that that second three yeah. week chunk. Yeah. They're not going to run. Good it's not times, good. Yeah. Right. So they're going to look at that and be like, oh, man, I don't know. Yeah. What time doing this we right. try to set the expectation up front and say, man, they're not in weeks three, four and five. It's going to be low. Expect it to be low. I mean, yeah. but the athletic mindset It's always I want it to be better every time. Yeah. And so sometimes we'll hide the times. Yeah. Um, we have just the lasers already up and you're just running on lasers every time. We're just collecting all the data in the background. Gotcha. And so you don't necessarily get the chance to see it as an athlete. Yeah. Um, but we're back in the in the back looking at the data and kind of seeing, you know, we see week five and six. They're down. Right. Week seven they start to come back up a little bit yep. eight nine we want them to peak so yeah um what percent wise different like so if you know you got a four or five guy like yeah. what, what how how quote unquote slow are they running in that that middle chunk yeah it's it's probably one one percent slower so if you got a guy that's a four or five guy he's probably getting the four six maybe four six mid yeah um, what we see though is is the key is from post-training, so about week seven, week eight, we're kind of shutting down training mm -hmm. to hear post-taper. We want to see the difference in those times. And we've seen about a 2% difference between the post-training and post-taper. Mm -hmm. So that tells a little bit about our compensation patterns and how effective that rest period is to yep. help them run better than when we test out. Because we test out in week seven. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so we're looking at week seven and week eight. That's how we actually judge our program.
The Train With The Best podcast from the NFL Combine is powered by Key2 Life Incorporated, makers of Super Coffee, Super Creamer, and now Super Espresso. Starting Friday, March 8th, you can get Super Espresso online at drinksupercoffee.com with the same code, Train With The Best, for the same 25% off. Go to drinksupercoffee.com to find three flavors of this delicious new drink. It comes in a small can, and it's packed with a lot of of punch same mcts it's got five grams of protein in just this tiny little can and three shots of delicious espresso in caramel vanilla or original i had some in indianapolis it powered my days it was absolutely amazing i actually think it might just be the best thing that key to life has done yet and if you need energy oh boy that espresso it'll get you energy and remember if you can change your energy you can change the world that is the key to life. So go to drinksupercoffee.com and try Super Espresso or stick with your favorite, Super Coffee or Super Creamer and use the code TRAINWITHTHEBEST at checkout for 25% off. What are some of the things you guys do that you think are a little different that makes MJP special? I think uh, it's the speed. Um, I think really honing in on the start mechanics. We really do a good job of timing zero to five, so we're pretty good on what's your five-yard dash time look like? No one's really talking about what's a five. We kind of know what's a good five by position, uh, by body type. Mm -hmm. And we've learned that that's a skill set. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a very finite skill that you have to put in that five-yard dash to be able to help them get a little bit better and a little bit faster. Mm -hmm. Um, We have guys that have no skill. They're fast on the back end, back end 20, back end 15. They're pretty fast, but they don't have the skill of how to get out of a start position. Mm -hmm. So we look at that time, and it's like, wow, that took a long time to go five yards. But once you went five to 40, you were flying. So you know that they're fast. Mm-hmm. All you gotta do is clean up that skill on the front end. Mm-hmm. And so we're seeing 0.15 to two tenths better in five yards just wow. off of putting your foot in the right position at the right time. Right. So I think that's different. Yeah, that's interesting that you would bring it all the way down to five yards because I gotta imagine the variance from, mm-hmm. uh, from your highest guy to your lowest guy in the five yards, it's only probably it's tenths small. of a second, mm-hmm. very small. That's right. But, but, Again, if you're talking about the difference between a silver medal, gold medal, and world record, that's right. Then those are the small Huge. details that matter, yes. right? So, so when you're looking at like a five yard dash, what more, it's it's got to be more than just the time, right? Because mm-hmm. they're hitting that five yards, and it's not just are you hitting that five yards in a good time, but what's yep. your body lean like? What's right. your acceleration looking like? That's right? Exactly right. And your speed. What's your speed at five yards? You know, mm-hmm. miles per hour, meters per second, whatever. Right. Because a lot of guys make technical errors and they actually break in five yards. They'll come here and they'll overstride. Yeah. And it's almost like you're resetting your acceleration every single step until you start to get you know ten yards out. Now you're running. Right. And so we don't want to do that. We don't want to lose that momentum. I'm going to see that speed, that five-yard speed on the back end at 35 to 40 yards out. So I don't want to lose it in the front end. Gotcha. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, that's really interesting, too. I I definitely know NFL teams, too, look at, like, the 10-yard splits, right? How fast are you getting out? How do you – the thing that's, I guess, frustrating in a way Mm. is that, like, it becomes a technical skill that you'd never use again once you're done with Indy and, I guess, your pro day. Mm -hmm. But how how does – how do those start mechanics then translate to football yeah. or do they translate to yeah, football? Yeah, I think they do. I think they really do. It, it looks a little bit different. So if you got a guy, he's in a three-point stance, you have your, your lead leg up, is use your power leg, your back leg is your quick leg. If you look at a defensive back who's backpedaling coming out of the break, it's the exact same position. One right. leg is up, one leg is back. You have one leg that's going to power out and one leg that has to get down quickly to the floor. That mechanic is actually the exact same. We look at some of these running backs going over the bags, and then when they want right. to try to accelerate, yeah. you have one leg that's out in front, one leg that's down. 
power leg, quick leg, get out. We call it a zero step on the on the push out, and then a chop down on the on the quick step. It's the same thing. Yeah. So if you can refine and get some of those mechanics inside that pattern, we can sometimes translate it over to other patterns that are more specific to football. Yeah. I've always said the mechanics are going to be there. The cues are going to be different, yeah. right? Because you're not going to do it from a four-point stance position. or a three-point right. stance even. You may not even be doing it linearly, right? You mm-hmm. may be coming off of a curve or whatever. But like you said, the power leg, quick leg, I think that's what you, yeah. your terminology is. You know, that's going to be the same no matter what you, what position you play. Yeah. When you're trying to accelerate, those mechanics are going to be the same. Yeah. And, 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 and honestly, in any sport. Really, it's, it's not exactly just, right. not yeah, just going to be for football. Too. Yeah, yeah, first step. That's mm-hmm. what they're looking for. It's the yeah. same thing. One was a power leg, one's a quick leg. Yeah, you know, exactly. Where does it land? Yep. We see it too at, at top end speed. So we see these guys that come in with tremendous top end speed. You know, they're home run hitters. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a couple of guys that can take it to the house. You know, on the back end, just need some front end skill work. But on the back end, it's already there. Yeah. So how much? You know, I, I think this is one of the things that I've really learned from you doing this podcast. Is like. You know, you have these guys that are just physical freaks. And, yeah. like, to a point, you don't want to mess with it, but right. you're always trying to refine it. And so, quote-unquote, perfect for everyone's going to look different. You get a really high-end guy. How much tweaking are you trying to do to, to his movements without taking away what is are his natural gifts? Yeah, I think that's where you have a, a program philosophy. Our philosophy is we want to get world records. And so you have a guy right. that is already really, really fast physically, but right. we want to do a little bit better. Can we, how can we maximize that's what you want. You want a guy that's got all these natural gifts. How can we maximize it with some of the stuff that we do and layer that on top of it just to get something that's never been done before? Right. Cool. Um, in terms of how you lay out your groups, how many guys do you have and, and how do you try to balance, you know, spending time? Because I'm sure as a yeah. director, like, you're trying to bounce around a lot. Like, how, how does how, what does a day look like at Michael yeah. Johnson performance? Yeah, we have three, three groups for combine. Uh, typically, it's 10 athletes in one group, and we'll have two coaches on it. So it's a one-to-five ratio. Mm-hmm. Uh, we understand that this is – this is the most important part of these guys' football career. Absolutely. This point, we want to make sure that we are laser, eagle-eyed on these guys and techniques. So we put a lot of resources, manpower-wise, on top of it. Um, three groups, they'll usually go about 75 minutes in the morning with movement. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll give them some lunch, take about two- to three-hour break, and then they'll come back and get their lift in the afternoon. Gotcha. Um, we have three coaches that will How long? How lift. long is that lift? Because I've, I've seen this in, in many other programs with Aspie and Exos, and, you know, people – I'll just ask that question mm-hmm. first. How, how long is that lift in the afternoon? It's no longer than about an hour. Yeah. Um, so 15 minutes to warm up and then yep. get them into the weight room. That's what I said. Yeah. yeah, that's what I say. Like everybody thinks that these – like because you see it out there and, and the, the myth is that we're in there lifting for three hours right. a day, yeah. right? Like the truth is we see these guys every day, yeah. right? And we have to be precise with what we're doing. It's got to be that rifle approach, not that mm-hmm. shotgun approach, mm-hmm. right? So these lifts, honestly – if we're talking about the the, the real work, right, mm. not counting the 15 minutes right. of warm-up, we're talking about 40 to 45 yeah. minutes and we're done. Yeah. And it's simple That's stuff. Right. But right. I've, I've seen some of these other programs that are out there and they come in and they want to do this and that because <laughs> this is what they read in the book. And yeah. then at the end of the day, you're looking at it as like, look, man, there's, there's 300 reps in this workout and this workout is at least an hour and a half if yeah. I do this the right yeah. way, the way yeah. that you wrote this up. Right. There's no way this guy's going to make it to Thursday if, you, right. if you do this. Yeah. So... Uh, it's it's funny to hear, yeah. like, because because uh, the the ones that do it well know that less is more. Yeah, you yeah. Know? and it's hard to buy, to fight the athletes' mentality because they, they want to do they want right hold them down a lot yeah. of times, you know. So we just try to be smart and just telling them why we're doing what we're doing, um, yep. so they can buy in a little bit better and, and yep. be a part of the program. Yeah, I mean they're coming from programs at yeah. Nebraska or whatever, it. where they're where they're, it was a two hour mm-hmm. lift, right? Mm-hmm. So. 
Um, how has the athlete changed over your years of doing this um, from a maturity standpoint, from a readiness standpoint? Has there been a, a significant change, you think, even in the last couple of years um, with kind of the mental makeup of these guys? Yeah, I think these guys, well, data and, and, and apps and things like that, they're very visual now. Um, with paper doesn't really, paper and pencil, that doesn't really <laughs> appeal to those guys. Right. So we're trying to make everything digital, you know, show things in digital and colorful and things like that. Because mm -hmm. I think these guys, there's so many opportunities to be distracted. Um, you know, you've got to be able to get their attention. And so I think technology grabs their attention. You know, yeah. if we put something on, on an iPad where we have a, a clip on an accelerometer and has you jump and it shows your vertical jump live, I think they, they buy into that kind of thing. So yeah. Radar guns, yeah. um, where we show your, your miles per hour live, you know, things like that. Right. Um, I think they really buy into those. Yeah. those Any type actions. of instant feedback is always going to yeah. be great because then, you know, it's, it's an intrinsic motivator. Right. Because right? they can see it. They're like, oh, that's the number right. I need to. And they're it. very competitive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, the coaching cue is beat the number. Right. You know, right. Right. Yeah. Do you ever do you ever get into because you're so competitive, do you ever get into the situation where they don't even start to look at their own numbers but they look at everybody else's? Oh man. All the time, Every right? Every day. All the time, right? <laughs> Every day, especially going through this process because right. you're compared to everybody else. Yep. It's a comparison game. It actually doesn't matter how much you improve. Yep. You know, you can improve by twenty percent, but it doesn't matter if you didn't reach the criteria of what a running back is supposed to run. Right. You know, so that's still hanging there. Yeah. That gives guys a tremendous amount of pressure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. A um, couple more for you real quick. Um, on the mental side of it, the interview side, all that kind of stuff, because really, like, as much as we obviously, being a fitness podcast yep. and trainers, like, we want to talk about the, the testing. NFL teams will tell you it's not about the testing. It's about the interviews. It's about the medical. Right. So how, what do you guys do to prepare? Obviously, you know, on the medical side, you're mm -hmm. helping them move better and, and trying to treat your injuries and stuff like that. But on the interview side, how do you prepare them for the NFL combine? Yeah, we bring in specialists. So we bring in media experts to help these guys how to talk to people, how to, how to present yourself, body posture, language, things like that. Um, be very clear with your mindset and, and concise with what you say. Um, but then also, too, confidence. Be very, very confident and, and speak to what you know well, you know. Drive the conversation the way that you want to drive it. You know, if you're, you're pretty solid in football, talk about football, you know. Always steer it to where you feel comfortable. And so right. they learn a lot of those things. We also try to bring in some of our veterans. Like Shaquem Griffin came in and talked to the guys because mm -hmm. he's been through this process. Sure. He knows in week seven how you're going to feel. You're going to yep. have doubts. You're going to feel this way. Um, but in week nine, you're going to shine and you're going to fly. You yep. know? So he's been through that process. And then it was really good having him because he talked to him about, okay, I'm in the NFL now. Here's some of the things I've done outside of football, which has been very, very successful for him. Um, but here's what I did. Here's how I did it. Right. You see guys just engaging. You see guys taking notes. You're like, okay, this is working. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then on the actual football side, like, I think that's one thing that people don't necessarily know is that a lot of these meetings are actually like coach has a cut up of 60 plays or 30 plays mm -hmm. or whatever it is. They may only get to five or six of them, mm -hmm. but it's all right. We're pulling up these plays. Tell me what you thought. How much of the actual football X's and O's are you guys responsible for? Or are you telling them, to, hey, take care of that on your own? We bring in experts for that, too, as well. Mm -hmm. And so they'll go through some football position skills three times a week. Um, mm -hmm. and a lot of that is also the, the film work. Um, but then the other thing that's not scripted is talking about the game. You know, these guys have had 15, 20 years of experience in the NFL. They're talking about their experiences. I'm a former coach at the NFL. Here's what I like to see in a player. Mm -hmm. And so those are things you don't have on a script anywhere. Right. You know, but they're pouring into these guys. And there's some of those things they'll, they'll keep for the rest of their careers. And it's very memorable. Right. And then 
what do you do the rest of the year? Because combine's a very, very short, albeit super important, maybe yeah. the most important time of year. How do you fill the, the other, what, oh, or ten and a half yeah, months? Yeah, yeah, it's a big cycle. So we balloon up. We bring in extra staff during this time, these three months. Um, but then we've got this HP we call high-performance core groups that happen all year. So we mm-hmm. have a linear group, speed specialists, things like that. Um, we have like a collegiate group of collection of all different athletes. Um, and then we have an elite young athlete program that we run that's local. Um, so we have some other things, some academies that we work with. We have some other things that keep us going all year. And plus, we have a really big youth development program as well. Yeah, so, yeah, that's great. Yeah, cool. Well, hey, man, we appreciate a little bit of time here this morning. Good luck to you and Thank all your you. guys here in yes, Indianapolis. Sir. Brian McCall, Michael Johnson Performance here on the Train with the Best podcast.